Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's, there's nothing more relaxing than disco. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello! Hello! That's a big old cup you've brought with you today. What, milkshake with me? Homemade milkshake? It's not the contents of the cup oh. that, I have, that I'm finding interesting, <laughs> it's the size of it. It's just a Nutribullet cup. But it's so big <laughs> that you look like a tiny person when you're drinking out of it. It's very reminiscent of the type of visual effects they used on The Hobbits to make the regular sized actors look small. Well, that's now going to affect what size of coffee I buy now from somewhere like Starbucks. I don't dare get a Venti or whatever it's called. I don't even know which no, one that I is. Don't know either. You, you know, I, I am that person who insists on saying small, medium, and large. Well, I don't even know. What, is Venti, Venti might be the smallest one. I don't, don't know. know. No. Don't know. I refuse to even acknowledge that. <laughs> right. I don't even know why. Yeah. I'm not that sort of person. No, no. And yet, for some reason, that really rubs me the wrong way. Mm. I had a lovely day with my son yesterday. Mm. Uh, so I took him on a boat trip on the River Thames. Did you? Nice. We spent some time in Greenwich. We went through the Greenwich Foot Tunnel, which was very exciting for him. We went to a city farm at Mudshoot. And, and the reason I did this is I want to make sure that when it's just the two of us, the time we have together is so golden that I become the clear favourite. Oh, you're playing favourites with your wife. Just trying to maintain my lead so that, you know, when he spends time with his mum, they, you know, hang out in the house, maybe play with his toys that he plays with every single day of his life. Right, wow. Go to the leisure centre again. (laughs) And yet when it's time with me, I'm really... It's not, we're not even divorced. I think often divorced parents do this kind of thing, but I'm I'm doing it within the context of a marriage. Anyway, the reason I mention this is we go to this city farm. We have a lovely time. He sees the sheep and the goats and the cows. And you would like this because there was a, a particularly impressive pig. Oh, I've seen it before. It's massive, isn't it? It is yeah. massive. And, you know, if you don't know, Annabelle is a huge fan of pigs. I love pigs. Um Anyway, so Gene is looking at this pig and he is you know, mesmerised by it. And as we're looking at it, there's also a, a couple, I would say a youngish couple in their 20s, and they're also really enjoying this pig. And they've got with them a bag of carrots, so they're feeding the pig carrots. Oh. And here the fella go to his girlfriend. Um, he goes, oh, look at her. She's kind of cute, but she's really ugly. What? About the pig. Yeah. And then the girlfriend goes, yeah, just like your ex-girlfriend, and then looks at me. Oh. So I have a laugh, and she has a laugh, and he has a laugh, and we all have this great laugh at the joke she just made. Jeff, what? it's not a good joke. No, but I, I know it's not a good joke, and I know it's a bit sexist, but I, I want to be liked by these strangers. Clearly, yeah. So I'm going to laugh at that joke. Of course I'm going to laugh at that joke. Well, she's not there. <laughs> It's never going to get back to her. <laughs> Might be the strangers were laughing at her appearance. Well, I mean, who? The, how? How's no. that going to be conveyed to it? It's no. either by me or the pig. <laughs> I don't know who she is. True, true. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit harsh, I suppose. Saying, uh, uh, "Oh yeah, she's kind of cute, cute, but really ugly." Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, we, we we all had a little laugh when his his girlfriend said, "Like you're right, girl." So so anyway, then they they carry on feeding the carrots. Yeah to this pig and the pig's sort of wrestling with the carrots a little bit it's all quite lively and um and the woman then says god she's really rough and when she's got hold of it she won't let go 
And I say... You di- no, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. I sort of looked at him in the eye and went, just like his ex-girlfriend. You did not. Nothing. I got nothing back. <laughs> nothing. And not only that, it's not the biggest of city farms either. So I, I sort of crossed paths with them a few times and they wouldn't look at me. We'd all had this lovely laugh together. And you I, have to take it one step further. <laughs> Drift. Under your control. With Jeff, Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Send us your story. Maybe you've got something on failing to bond with strangers through the use of humour. It was well-intentioned. That's how people click with each other. I, know, I, I know. see people doing that all the time, you know, in lifts, buses and things. People, like, make little quips yeah. and everybody everybody bonds. Yeah, yeah. Why does it always go so badly when it's me? Uh, send us your story, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. The first one is from Anon. In the past, you've had stories of awkwardness with doctors. In fact, just this week, one of the GLAP queries was about eye contact at the dentist and an optician. I would like to let you know that the awkwardness isn't always one way. I'm a junior doctor and one particular case will haunt me for my entire career. I was in A&E, the ER for your transatlantic listeners, and for a particular reason, I had to do a rectal examination on a young woman. Being a young man, I went and asked a female nurse to come as a chaperone, standard policy for all intimate examinations. After asking her to pull her trousers down and lie on her left side with her legs tucked up, the position i left the cubicle so she could do so in privacy after leaving her for an appropriate amount of time i went in pulled on some disposable gloves applied some lubricant and did what needed doing now then there's always a dilemma especially with young and agile patients do you give them some tissues and let them fend for themselves after all most adults are capable of wiping their own bottoms or do you clean up the mess you've been responsible for I would I would want cleaning up. <laughs> I would just want to lie there. I would it. rather do it myself. Okay. I know this isn't an everyday conundrum for most of the listenership, but I'm sure fellow physicians know what I mean. It's also an interesting, you know, there we go. Annabelle and I both had different interests. Yeah, yeah. So it's, Maybe it's a line on, uh, along which you can divide humanity. Yes, yeah. yeah. On this occasion, I elected to get some paper towels, the kind you dry your hands on, give a wipe, and for reasons that I still can't fathom, apologise that they weren't the softest tissues. Only, I didn't say that. I said, they're not Durex, but it's all we have. (laughs) The poor nurse turned to me with a crimson look on her face and her shoulders were shaking. Suddenly it dawned on me that although my brain had been thinking Andrex, a popular brand of soft toilet paper, my mouth had different ideas. I turned and left and the incident was never mentioned again until now. Oh, that's so good. It's so painful. That's so good. Uh, I mean, this is completely different, but there was this one time when I worked at a radio station, we got a new incoming boss and he was Irish. And, you know, it's always scary when you get a new boss. So I'm trying to think, what can I talk to an Irish boss about? You know, Mm. he'd come over from working radio in Ireland. And um, there was a talk show host over there called Jerry Ryan, who was on for years that I really would like whenever I was on holiday over there. This was before really you could listen to things over the internet. So I thought, I'll ask him what he thinks of Jerry Ryan. So in in my first chat with him, you know, he said he'd been working in Irish radio. This is probably 20 seconds into the chat. Mm. And I get to say, what do you think of Jerry Ryan? Only I don't say Jerry Ryan. I say Jerry Adams, oh, you leader of Sinn Féin. No. It's like I'm testing him. Honestly, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. So where you been working? Oh, I've been working in Irish radio in Cork. What do you think of Jerry Adams? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right, what's next? Next one is from Erin in Canada. I happened to be at a shopping mall one afternoon very close to the local university campus. I was browsing in a woman's clothing shop when I overheard a conversation between the sales clerk and a young woman. The young woman was telling the sales clerk that she had a presentation to do at the university. She was very nervous because her professor would be there and if she made a great impression it could lead to collaboration opportunities which would be a great career move. As the young woman examined her outfit in the dressing room mirror, the sales clerk praised the outfit several times and told her how wonderful she looked. I was flabbergasted at the cheeky sales clerk who must have been on some commission. I thought this poor woman's career was on the line and I should be the hero of the day and simply tell her the truth. As the sales clerk left briefly, I took my opportunity, leaned in towards the woman and said, 
don't let the sales clerk trick you into that outfit. That top makes you look pregnant. I was so proud of myself. She would forever remember the nice, honest woman who saved her career. But that was not how history would be remembered. Mm. Instead, the young woman looked horrified and said, the top's mine and I love it. I'm just trying on the pants. I felt my face uh, flush uh, and insulting this uh, poor woman. So I did the only thing I could think of. I mumbled moonwalked. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Moonwalked out of the room. I mumbled sorry and bolted out of the store. I still cringe when I think about that incident in the mall. Oh dear, poor Erin. Final one. This is from Matt. When I was a 21-year-old student in Southampton about 30 years ago, I'd been given some money by my grandparents for a car. I managed safely for about two weeks with it before I pulled out from a junction and knocked into a lovely older couple's car and caused damage to the bumper. The car and insurance were registered at my parents' house in Suffolk, which was fine as I was moving between residences in Southampton. I, I did go back home quite a lot. For some reason, while we were exchanging details, the couple, who were very understanding, asked what I did for a living. Rather than telling them I was just a student, I inexplicably decided it would be easy to tell them that I was a travelling salesman for Norwich Union Insurance and was down in Southampton on business. And could we agree for me to pay for them the damage myself so my employer didn't find out? For some reason, the couple said yes and offered to get quotes and let me pay. As part of the process, I had to pop round to their nice bungalow and hand the cash over and make sure they were happy. I had to do this when I was down each time on business. Each time they asked me about my job, I had to make up a story about the business calls I had to do. From their expressions, I'm not sure they believed me as I had double denim on, a scraggy beard and spiky hair. Oh, and my car was a crappy, beat-up old Fiat Uno. Anyway, it was all sorted, but unfortunately I was then broke and had used up all my grant for the term. Please share your story with us. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. When you were younger, this show was just... Getting going. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port with you now in your old age. All right, Annabelle is going to tell us a, a, another story, and this is Ways in Which You're Not a Fully Functioning Adult, Part 6, Mission to Moscow. <laughs> the best one, yeah. Best one, yes. Part 6, Admitting I'm Wrong. Right. If I were Bill Clinton, I would still be denying the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. If I were the Catholic Church, I'd still be insisting that the Earth is the centre of our universe, not the sun. <laughs> the only time I ever hold my hands up is when I'm dancing I'm not sure to... the sun's the centre of the universe. Our universe. Our solar system. Oh, that's what I mean. <laughs> what do you mean? That's our universe, though. Look, let's just be honest. I, I'm glad when you said, if I were the Catholic Church, I'm glad that's where you went with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It was just so, a relief yes, that made yeah, you... Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so what, what's next? Yeah. Yeah, just the only time that I ever hold my hands up is when I'm dancing to Otter Ones, hands up, baby, hands up, baby, your heart, give me, give me, your heart, give me, give me. I'm not one to hold my hands up. It's said that being able to admit you're wrong is a sign of a strong character. I sometimes wonder, though, if it's not just as strong to keep firm in your assertion that you've done nothing wrong when you very obviously have. Like, sometimes I think that takes more guts. It seems, it seems to be coming back into fashion as well. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the summer after my first year of university, I mentioned to my uncle that I was looking for a summer job. And my uncle, who owned a snooker club nearby, picked up the phone and within less than a minute, I had a job there. When I first turned up, everybody was lovely to me, apart from one lady who made it clear that she thought this was the biggest, most terrible case of nepotism since Tory Spelling got a part in Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> The lady, this lady, she was one third brandy, one third perfume and one third hairspray. <laughs> and she 100% hated me. For my uncle picking up the phone and getting me a job behind the bar in a snooker club just off the A13. <laughs> she could barely even look at me. She, she had to train me up on my first day. And when I didn't know what a lager top was... It was, it was like she was working for a newly elected chancellor who'd never heard of the budget. Like She was so disgusted by me. I had to wear a kind of uniform, which was my own clothes, but it had to be a white shirt and a black skirt, which I'd done. And when she said to me in a very horrible manner, is your shirt supposed to be like that? I said, yes, straight away, just thinking she was being mean about my clothes. But I realised later she meant there was quite a big bit at the back that had come untucked. And it looked ridiculous and in no way could be interpreted as any kind of fashion choice. But I couldn't bear to admit this. So I just left it like that for the whole shift, looking like a complete idiot, but pretending that, yeah, this is just how I wear my shirts. This is, this is what I do. 
<laughs> Another example. I was on holiday in Mallorca and I stopped for a drink at a cafe with outdoor tables in a lovely sunny town square. And I really fancied a sweet drink, but I'm not crazy about soft drinks. I'm not that fussed by things like Coke and lemonade, anything like that. So I thought what I'd really like is one of those old fashioned lemonades. Now, I'd lived in Mexico for a year, about 10 years before this, and I thought that my getting by Spanish was okay. So I confidently told the waitress that I wanted a limon fresco. And she stared at me for a bit, (laughs) and then she repeated it. And I said, si, limon fresco. And she's now saying, no, 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 no. And then in English, you mean a lemonade. And I know that I don't want a lemonade. Like as I say, I don't even really like lemonades. I'm also a bit put out that she's spoken to me in English when I feel like I've displayed <laughs> such verbal dexterity with my Spanish. So I insist again, no, limon fresco. And she gives me a look that says, you can't possibly want that. And I, I am starting to waver a bit and I wonder if I have ordered the right thing. But I can't back down now as I look like a fool. So I just say again, si, limon fresco. Five minutes later, I have in front of me a half pint glass full to the brim with fresh lemon juice. No water, (laughs) no sugar. And all I can do is go perfecto (laughs) and take a sip. And honestly, it's like she'd gone inside and quickly genetically modified the lemon to make it 3,000 times more bitter. It's not just straight lemon juice, but the most bitter straight lemon juice that has ever entered my mouth. And she now pushes the little bowl of sugar sachets towards me. But I just smile, shake my head and carry on drinking this lemon juice that does not feel a million miles away from drinking pure sulfuric acid. And I have to drink it all. And it was so acidic that I had holes in my mouth for the rest of the holiday. But still... It was a lovely drink, very nice, just what I wanted. I wasn't wrong at all. Oh, no. If you're insightful and aligned with this vision, you might be ready for the next phase. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, Adrift. Let's talk about pencils, baby. Let's yeah. talk about you. And before we do, we, both of us, humiliated ourselves last week. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm actually... I didn't, find, I didn't find it funny at all. I was actually upset and disturbed about how bad my memory is. No, me too. I was like, me too. so scum is something that I mentioned what, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. But less than a month ago, did either of us even remember it? And it happened to It's worse for me because it happened to me. The, the only thing, you know, the only thing that makes me feel slightly better about it is that it was just the word scum out of context. Yes. Now, that reassured me briefly until I realised that at least six different people tweeted me and for them it was also out of context and they still remembered. Yeah, it's not great, it's is not, it? no. I mean, all I will say is that I, I know for a fact that I have a terrible memory yeah. to the point that I, I worry that there's something wrong with me. Right, <laughs> okay. And I also know that you have a quite a bad memory mm-hmm. because I think a lovely part of our working dynamic <laughs> is that we can both tell each other stories that everybody else thinks, oh, this story again, and we both feel as if we'd never heard it before. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's we that. We never tire of each other. No, I each know. Each stories, because it's like the first time again every time. It is, but I mean, it is because our memories are, are, are so bad. I mean, that is beyond... But just to, just to illustrate how bad my memory is, mm. I'm going to try and remember. So five minutes ago... We, you read out three emails from listeners, right? Yeah. Let me try and remember what they're about. Oh, you, you should have told me by now. <laughs> one was one was the emergency room, and the the uh, the Durex. Yeah. Okay. Good. I can't remember what the other two were. You honestly can't remember. No. I mean, if you say them, I'll know yeah, what yeah, they yeah, were yeah. straight away. So the pregnancy top. Yeah, of and course. The, and yeah, the Norwich yeah. Union car crash. Well, there we go. Right, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. wow. <laughs> Yeah. That was like about five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. And that is how bad my memory is. I, I spent several therapy sessions a while ago like worrying about my memory. And what my therapist has done is he's convinced me that what I've got is very good processing speed in my brain, but I haven't got good memory. And, and it's the processing that matters. Interesting. Okay, yeah. well then let's just not worry about <laughs> he it. He says my brain has become very, uh, very advanced and very uh, uh, streamlined in terms of what it thinks it doesn't need anymore and, and deletes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, good. There we go. That sounds good to me. No, nothing to yeah. worry about, nothing at all. Yeah. Okay, so... So, so, yeah. so we, we are humiliated. God, that was bad, actually. I thought I'd get there with all three, but the only reason I remember the Jurex one is probably it will be the thing I mentioned at the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's astonishing. 
it, we our memories are so bad. Yeah. Mine is worse than yours, but even still, and mine and mine's pretty bad. So yeah, <laughs> do. Okay, yeah, so that's bad. We didn't remember that. But yes. anyway, I can announce. Mm. What's going to be on the pencils, which I think is quite exciting. So they're going to be six pencils. That's been definitely decided now. And uh, I'll just tell you what's going to be on them, shall I? Do. So you've been canvassing opinion on this, right? Yeah, yeah. been getting opinion. Like some people emailed some in, you know, and we've had a long think about it. And this is what it's come to. I'm going to put my glasses on for this. Okay. First one is going to be Adrift. Nice. The name of the podcast. No, I like that, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the second one is going to be... This very, very popular choice. Unlucky. It had to be. I mean, we all knew that was going to be one of the pencils. Okay. Something else from the podcast now. Problematic. There's been a few suggestions for that. Variations on that. So we just came to the decision to go problematic. Uh, Also, I I like this. Holly Kilpatrick suggested this, and I really like it, because a lot of our emailers call themselves Anon. So we're going to have a non on a pencil. That's quite nice, just having a pencil that says a non on yeah, it, isn't it? Nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that a yeah. lot. Uh, also, and this is from another email. He was a bear, of course. Of course that had to that go had to, in yeah. there. And then finally, we're going to have pretend it never happened because that's a good lesson for life, and you can remind <laughs> yourself every time you look at a pencil. It should be just pretend it never happened, but I can only fit twenty-five characters on a pencil, so, so. it has to be pretend it never yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. I think that still works. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. That is that's that's going to be the suite of pencils. Yeah, I can now announce <laughs> well, how much oh, they're going to cost. Yeah. So per unit. Oh, I promise I wouldn't say unit. <laughs> <laughs> go on, give us your costings. Per, per unit. Okay, so if you just want it posted to the UK, <laughs> no. Okay, I'll, I'll start with the basic. Oh, <laughs> I'll start with the basic price for the six for your six pencils. For your six pencils, the best price I can do you, six pound fifty. Okay. Now we also have to factor in postage and packing. So the UK in total, you'll be paying seven pound fifty. So that's a pound postage and packing. If you live in the USA, Canada, or Australia, I can do it for you to ten pounds. And the rest of Europe, outside of the UK, I can do it for you for nine pounds. Okay. Yeah. So that that's that, that's your. Pricings. Have you factored Brexit into that? No. Okay. <laughs> of course. That might change them. Um, so so what is interesting to me is a while ago you you said to people if you would pay six pounds for a box of pencils, yeah. email in. Yeah, yeah. And the decision to produce these pencils was made on the response to that email. We were a bit vague about the prices. And were we? Yeah, were we? It was sort of six or six pounds, six pounds fifty. It was, it was like, plus it was postage six, and package. Plus postage and package. All right, yeah, then I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I won't. We'll get in the weeds if we talk too much about that. So, I, I, if you sent an email in saying you were going to buy them, it doesn't mean you can contractually have to buy them now. It's fine. You can just like never contact me ever again. So what happens next then? Okay, so I'm going to give it a few days before I order them because I just want to give people a few more days to contact me and say that you want some because this is they're limited edition basically i'm going to order them in bulk because the more you buy the cheaper they are <laughs> i'm going to buy i'm going to buy them in bulk because that's how i can get them at such a low price it's per 50 <laughs> i'm going to buy them in bulk and then like if they're a dribs and draz after that it's a no-go like it'd be like 20 pounds you sound like the shopping channel you've got to buy these now they're going fast there won't be any more produced so you try to you try to encourage panic yeah, buying. I'm I'm just saying they're limited edition. Okay. So just let me if you haven't let me know yet if you want them let me know and then beginning of next week I'll order them. Okay. And then I'll get photos of them, and then you can buy them. I'm setting up a little thing and you can buy them. It's very exciting. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so you've got time. You still got time to let me know if you want some of these pencils. All right. Yeah. More on that next mm. week. And uh, by the way, they're really nice pencils. They got rubber on them. <laughs> And they're going to have gold writing on them. And they're, they're all six different colours as well. Are they pre-sharpened? No, don't be sick. Get with it. Get with it. Get with it. With. 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 Get with it. Adrift. Adrift. With Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Trying to lose a bit of weight at the moment. Okay. I've got. I've gotten uh, huge. Uh, <laughs> it was either this or everything had to be elasticated. <laughs> And that's expensive, yeah. converting all, yeah. all my clothes to elasticated. Um, yeah, I put on a bunch of weight over the past 18 months. And, you know, as much as I'd, I'd like to be body confident, I'm not. Okay. So I thought, just gonna going to try and get rid of some of this. So I am, but here's my strategy this time around. Right. I've signed up f- with this company who every day 
they drop off a freezer bag at my house in the middle of the night and it has the following day's meals in it and they're all calorie controlled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get to choose how many days a week you want to do this. Yeah. My decision has been I'm going to do it Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday just to treat myself and just let myself go, right? Yeah, okay. So so that's what I've been doing. I've been doing it for, I would say, about 10 days at this point and I'm finding it easy. I'm almost thinking... I could, you know, get them to drop a few calories out of the freeze, freezer bag. Right. Which I don't know if they do that or not. Right, right. I mean, they know their job better than I do, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably giving you what you need, yeah. You don't think they're, uh, they're feeders. <laughs> they're secretly feeders. Yeah, to make sure that they're you trying to fatten me up. for longer. Yes. No, no, I, don't, I don't think so, no. That'd be what a paranoid person would think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Monday to Friday and then Saturday and Sunday as per, per usual. Yeah. Now, we're recording this on Monday morning. Last night, Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, in other words, a no diet day, I am sitting on the settee and my wife and I are going to watch a film. Mm-hmm. Next to me, I have a bag of Indian snacks. Mm-hmm. Not quite co- sure what they're called, actually, but they're um, the kind of things that you might find in in the mix of a Bombay mix. Uh, yeah. How can we still say Bombay mix and not Mumbai mix? I think you're encouraged to say Mumbai, aren't you? Be- better. Yeah. Mumbai mix is alliterative as well. Yeah, it sounds much better. It yeah, does. Yeah. And Anyway. So I'm sitting there with this big bag of snacks. It's a Sunday. It's not a diet day. Mm. My wife comes into the room ready to sit down and watch the film. She says, you can have one more handful of those and then I'm taking the bag away from you. One more handful. <laughs> handful. Is she, that, she it's knows clear how you're eating yeah, yeah. by the handful. <laughs> right. So she was controlling it on your non-diet day. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Is this acceptable? I'm going to have it out with her in this week's The Incident. <laughs> You know how we'll talk about the fact that, like, another person's vacation is never interesting. Yes. And another person's dream is never interesting. Yes. I've had conversations that other people's diet and exercise regimes are never interesting. (laughs) Okay, so what I started doing is I only eat half of everything. So I'm worried about that. So, but we'll... We'll we'll get through it. Okay. Basically, I feel like you have been, as your listeners will know very focused on your weight for a while and i i've been focused on increasing it well you've been you've been (laughs) wanting to decrease it and very obsessed with the fact that that's not happening Mm. and you were told by a doctor you needed to lose some weight Mm. right i think that's important to say this isn't like like you're trying to do this to be a healthier person because mm. your blood pressure is up in a, in a way, right? Yeah, I also want my clothes to fit. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But I'm, I'm just trying to make the point that it's not like this isn't in your head in a certain way. And when you are the partner of the person going through that, you just need to keep your mouth shut. Like but- if, if you're with someone who needs to lose weight, you just need to shut up. And that's very hard, right? Because you're like, maybe don't have, maybe don't do that now. Maybe you don't need, I love you so much and I'm, you know, with you regardless. And I think you look attractive regardless, but maybe not the ice cream for dessert when you this morning were talking about how sad, right? It's like, it's like any sort of thing where it's like, we want this one thing, but then in the moment of the sacrifice, it feels really hard. I think if we're boiling it down, like the question is, is it okay for me to comment or not okay for me to comment? Yeah. I concede it's not okay for me to comment. But you pick a lot of these, like that's the thing, the bottom line for all of the incidents in which I appear is that the answer is, you know, it's like you have that thing like a journalist once told you, like if you see a headline that's like, is blah, 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 blah. Like anything poses a question, the answer is always no. Right, right. Is that if I am involved in an incident and there is a question, the answer is Sarah was objectively wrong. So do you think I just use this way, use this feature as a way of settling scores? The keyword there is just. If the question is, do I just think? No, I don't just think. Do I think... But but I've yet to see you present, like, would you admit sort of in your most objective state that that our marriage is like most marriages where whatever our spats are, it's probably a 
Yes. Now, I genuinely feel like it's 65, 30, 4, 35 in my favor. And you probably feel like it's 65, 35 in your favor. Maybe more like 75, 25 in my favor. You re- you really think that? No, but I wanted to get one up on you by saying. Oh, it. okay. So the point is, is that the the yes, the only things that get aired on here are the ones where you know you're in the right, because the ones where you're in the wrong, well, you are not. <laughs> like you would be a more fully realized artist if you put artist. more of your. Like you'd be a more fully realized broadcaster. You would be better <laughs> if you let more of yourself in, but you edit, and so the stuff that like genuinely paints you in a bad light <laughs> like i was genuinely painted in a bad light by letting my kid watch me on my phone in the cinema right yes yeah yeah when when it turns out that it is one of those odd occasions where it's like 52 percent, 48 percent in your in your favor oh god what are, what are the things what is the thing that i say when I admit that I'm wrong. Oh, yes. <laughs> so first of all, here's the better setup to that. When I corner you with a airtight <laughs> argument. So when it, when I suddenly have a fact that is, it, it, I've just proven my point. Objectively, I am correct. This isn't opinion. This is fact. And I give it to you. I say, here's factual evidence about the point I'm making. You go... I only realized this recently. It was wonderful. You go, there might be something in that. (laughs) But you can't go, Jesus, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. You go, there might be something in that, which indicates everything. And the fact that I, I do go in arguments, I go, okay, okay, that, yes, all right, I think that's fair. I'll say, I think that's fair. And that, Same, we're getting into semantics here. Same thing. I think that's fair. There might be something in that. Aren't they uh, do, essentially do you, you saying have to the admit, same though, thing? I will say, like, you're right. You're right. So on, on a day when I'm not dieting, do you think there is something off about saying you're allowed one more handful of those snacks and then I'm taking them away? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. You see, you just said you're right, but you could have said, hmm, there might be something in there. Right. No, I know that was, I was proving my point. And we haven't we just been to a bit? I mean, the thing is, no, I shouldn't have said anything about it. I shouldn't have. Haven't we been just one to a what? I think we'd just been to a meal. And I was like, he doesn't need a, like. Says you, you're snacking every 45 minutes. Yeah, I know. You're totally right. Anyway, that but was. But also, a- I don't have high cholesterol and blood pressure. I don't have high cholesterol. You made that up. You're right. <laughs> See, I just did it. I was like, add the cholesterol in there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port in a show called Adrift. A little secret about the podcast is if you ever hear Sarah on the incident, it means I'm short on recording time that week and I haven't got the time to find somebody else to do it. That's very honest of you. <laughs> well, you know, just in case people were wondering. Um, I mean, I could at this point plug her extra dates at the Soho Theatre, but she doesn't like me doing it. But when are they just to let me know? So Back end of April. Oh, okay. uh, I've okay. got the 26th in my head. Does that sound about right? right. I think I want to say Friday the 26th yeah. and uh, Saturday the 27th. And it's sold out the last time. It's yeah. a fantastic show. It's, Sorry, um, where is it again? So- Soho, Soho Theatre Theater oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good because it falls on a weekend as well. Mm. So, you know, maybe if you're not in London, make a bit of a weekend of it. Go and see uh, go and see Big Ben. Yeah. Buckingham Big ben. Palace. Yeah. Big Wheel. Mm-hmm. Take a trip on the uh, on the riverboat, go to Mudshoot City Farm, and then see Sarah's show in the evening. But but I'm not gonna plug it like I mean it's a very no. good show. No, she hates so, it. She really that. hates it. Um, you know, I mean it. It it's it, to to be honest, it it stands on its own merit. I mean, that is why it was nominated for best newcomer mm. at the Edinburgh Festival because it's that funny. Yeah, you don't need me. Funny. You don't need me to bang on about it, and it's embarrassing for her mm-hmm. if I try and sell it to the adrift listeners. Yeah, yeah. But she often will get drifters in, and it's you know she always loves it when she does. You know, people come up to her and say I'm a drifter, and she says, uh, so it's always um, she says she can always tell actually. 
oh, before okay. they speak. She says, oh, so drifters of they're God. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gentle souls. That's exactly yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, so 26th and 27th. But I think, I, mean, I, think, I think I'll probably go to one of those, see it in the big room. Maybe I'll go again. Say big room. What it is, it's the downstairs room at the Soho Theatre. So like lovely cabaret set in Saturday night. Anyway. Mm. But I'm not going to plug it no. because really it's uh, – what we'll do is wait for somebody to write in and plug it yeah. on a podication like yeah. we did last time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Sarah's, Sarah's been away on tour a lot at the moment. So I'm home alone with mm. Eugene. Now, another interesting thing about um, uh, my son's development at the minute is he's just starting to grasp the concepts of happy and sad. He's got a book with all the different emotions in it so um he he'll you know point at the pictures and say what the emotions are now the reason i mention all this is i was pushing him down the street the other day and he went daddy i'm sad when you're not sad are you went i'm really sad and i said oh are you sad because you're missing mommy he goes yes and i went i miss mommy too Somebody walked past us at that point, and it occurred to me that they might have thought I was a widower. I think they would. Have. Don't you think that yes. just sounds like the most tragic yes. conversation to eavesdrop? Probably broke I miss mummy. Yeah, I miss mummy too. Yeah, too. Oh, but she really fancied you as well. Because of it. it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes you think being a widower mm. makes you very attractive. Yeah. I think there's an episode of Seinfeld where George starts carrying um, a picture of a model in his wallet <laughs> and pretending it's his dead wife. Right, for that reason. Yeah, for that exact reason. Right. Um, so that's that. Well, that little little thing on the street was worth mentioning. Oh, here's, here's another thing. I was going to encourage you to listen to another podcast. Oh, which one? Well, it's called Is It Worth It? And I'm a guest on it. Oh. And I wanted to give it a plug because it's such a good idea. It's two guys who bought um, one of these See Everything film passes. You can buy an annual pass. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, is it worth it? So they go and see everything that is on at the pictures every week, every new release, Whoa. which sounds exhausting to me. Yeah. Uh, and then they talk about it on their podcast and they get guests on as well and they get you to go and see a film. And they are so Great, I enjoyed it so much. They came here. They're called Craig and David. Okay. And uh, the, the Craig especially used to listen to our old Jeff oh. show back in the day. Yeah. And uh, David as well, I bet, used to enjoy Porting Controversy, I oh, think that he, he used right. to do. And they are friends with, so best friends with, Paul Newbegin of oh, He Was a Bear yeah. fame. Yeah, oh, nice. but they used to listen to the show when they were at school and now they've started this podcast oh. and it's such a lovely idea for a podcast. Like, There's nothing pretentious about it at all. Um, they're, they're just these guys who have decided to do this thing, set themselves a challenge. don't know how long they'll do it for, if it's a year or, or longer or whatever it is, to go and see every film that is released. And, and I'm on this week's episode, which is out now. The podcast is called Is It Worth It? And I went to the pictures to see Lego Movie 2. Oh. So they gave me a choice, said, here's what's out this week, what do you want to go and see? Mm. And there were some really good films out this week, but I just didn't fancy anything heavy. Right. <laughs> so I thought I'd go see Lego Movie 2. I went okay. in the middle of the day last Wednesday, and it occurred to me as I was arriving, not never a great look, I don't think, <laughs> middle-aged man on my own going to see a children's film in the middle of the day. It was like when my dad went and saw the Spice Girls on his own in concert. <laughs> It's very, very much like that. Yeah, yeah. He was just innocently offering sweets <laughs> to the girls around him. Outside the toilet. He did have some puppies in his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was terrified to rummage in my trouser pocket for oh. a polo, just in case it looked as if something untoward was going on. Anyway, uh, so I'm on this week's episode. Do do give them a listen. I really, uh, it'd be great if some adrift, because they listen to the podcast as well, oh. they're drifters themselves, okay. and it'd be great if you could show some support to your fellow drifters by uh, by looking up their podcast. Is it worth it? If you know where you're going, it doesn't matter if the location is going in that same direction because you're already making the move. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port are adrift. Well, here we sit in problematic, ready to solve quandaries in this corner of the attic. Quandary corner here at the Glap Clinic. Uh, the first one, Annabelle. Oliver, mm. he says, 
A good few years ago, I went to a gig at the Roundhouse and had a few drinks. Naturally, before leaving, I go to the toilet to empty out the additional liquid that I've taken on board before my journey home, which usually takes around 45 minutes on the London Underground due to living in Zone 5. I jump on the tube knowing full well that I'd have to urinate again at some point, but figured that I'd be fine until I returned to my humble abode. Everything was going to plan until I got about two stops from my destination. I could feel myself getting desperate to pee, but thought I'd still be able to hang in there without too much issue. But then the unthinkable happened. We entered a tunnel. The train stopped. And there I was with a bladder about to burst, wondering when we'd start moving again. The carriage itself was semi-empty, but the desperation to relieve myself was beginning to get too strong. 45 minutes later, still stuck in the tunnel, I was frantically trying to decide between whether I should just pee myself or go in the corner. Then a miracle happened. We started to inch forward. And as the tube struggled along to the next station, I had to make a choice. Risk it and stay where I am. Surely two minutes to my final station wouldn't take another 45 minutes or jump in a taxi. I opted for the taxi and ended up jumping out before getting home as I found a dark bush I could relieve myself against. A dark bush. Obviously prior to this, <laughs> I paid the guy and sent him on his way and I was acting like nothing was the matter. So my quandary is this. If you couldn't hold your wee in on public transport due to being delayed by an immeasurable amount of time, what would you do? Ever since that night, it's bugged me. Would it be best just to let it all out and pee yourself or to go and find a corner on the tube to go pee in? Perhaps all carriages should have an, an empty emergency bottles. I await your answer with bated breath. Well, here's the thing. Like, I think anything involves getting your penis out in a space where there are other people is a no-go. And yes, it would involve getting out. To some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's just, you know, the tip. You have to think, like, thanks for using the word tip. If, <laughs> you have to imagine that you're sitting on a train and there's a guy there. Yeah. Is it worse if he gets up, <laughs> goes to the corner of the tube, like there are corners, yeah. like he goes to, the, <laughs> goes to the corner of the tube, removes the tip of his penis <laughs> And lets out his wee-wee. Yeah. Even if he pops it into a little empty water bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he sits there on the train and a large wet patch emerges around his No, groin. no, you can't, you can't stay sitting down. What do you want? You do squat? No, you have to stand up. I mean, you have, like, so, so here's the point, <laughs> right? What you've got to think about is the, the minimum amount that you can, like, gross out or inconvenience another passenger. Yeah. So if you sit and pee yourself, you're probably going to wet the seats uh, as well, aren't you? Fabric seats. Yes. Disgusting. So yeah. you have to... I, I think it is quite disgusting to people from other countries to, yeah. to know that we have fabric seats on our public transport. Because in America, they're all, like, plastic, aren't they? Yeah, For yeah. these situations, yes. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, you'd have thought. Yeah, yeah. So I think you have to just stand up, face the wall, <laughs> and just wet yourself. And let it go in a little puddle on the floor. Better than somewhere where what somebody What if there are lots of people standing around you and it's going to go on their shoes? You st- they're still the best, yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah, on balance. I mean, there is that little gap between carriages. You know, they have those emergency oh. doors. Could you open the door? My wife said recently, um, like, nobody's ever coming through that door for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> because occasionally oh, you'll see people come through. Never, ever. You're so very true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we've got that rule sorted. I think so. I mean, do you have any differing opinion? I, I think I think it's the you have to. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. Because I agree. I mean, sitting on a seat would be ideal, but you can't wet the seat. That's no. not fair. No. Unless no, no. There is. There's no other options. And just, I think like. Even though I might find it funny if I saw somebody start urinating into a bottle on public transport, mm. I think there are just a lot of people who who don't want to see even the tip of a penis or even the suggestion of a penis. If you if you're standing very much facing away and like maybe your coat was in this corner, yeah, in the in the corner of the tube, and you did it into a bottle, <laughs> I suppose that's ideal. If no one even barely, if you if you had maybe a long rain mac on that could have covered. It. <laughs> You're painting a lovely picture of this person. I mean it. So you say it's better if somebody with a with a is is the mat clean or is it dirty? (laughs) Better if someone in a dirty mac gets out the tip of their penis in a in a crowded train carriage. No, I'm just imagining if you could somehow cover it up with a maybe a folded coat or a ring binder. I don't know. That that would be ideal. 
if no mm. one can see anything and it didn't go on the floor, that's the ideal. That's yeah, the number one. Yeah. But I, you cannot see, no one can see the tip. That's no. an absolute, and for a woman as well, I mean, it's even more difficult, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So wet yourself. I think the solution is if we all just wear adult nappies at all times, this will never happen. I know. I mean, it ruined the line of your clothes. I don't care. But maybe designers could start thinking about that. Yeah, make them more baggy around the pants yes, area, yes. like baby's trousers. <laughs> right, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Okay, this is from Ian. For several years, I have been attending a pub quiz once a month with some friends, one of whom was called Stephen. He unfortunately died about 18 months ago. The quiz master, who has always been reasonably friendly, was very upset about this, as we all were. And for the first time we went afterwards, the first time we went afterwards was a bit of a tribute to Stephen. Subsequently, the quiz martyr has taken to calling me Steve, causing us much amusement in a trigger Rodney Dave way. At the most recent quiz, he announced that he was likely to be giving up doing the quiz at some point soon and moving to do it at a different pub. I asked him to let me know if he indeed if he did move, as because we don't go every week, we may miss the announcement. He asked me to give him my number so he could text me, so I wrote it down and put my actual name, Ian, on it as well, without thinking. He was mortified. What should I have done? Put Steve, which would have cemented the mistake and could have led to in future embarrassment if he'd heard me referred to as Ian, or put Ian as I did. What do you think, Ian? I think the universe gifted you the perfect opportunity to correct him, and that's what you did. Yeah, but it was embarrassing for the quiz master, but he had yeah, to find out sooner or yeah, later. Yeah, I mean, it would would have been better if, I guess, uh, he'd have asked some, there'd been somebody else, a third party, so that he didn't have to be looking you in the eye when it happened. Yeah. But it's, it's um, yeah, I think this is... Wouldn't you try and arrange it so he could maybe overhear other people and work it out for himself without that kind of face-to-face embarrassment? That's the ideal, isn't it? Yes. Just get your friends to like shout over, oh, Ian, can you get me a drink? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like orchestrate something like that to happen. Yes, yeah, you're right. Okay, so th- that's how you do it but in I think the that's future. How you have to, yeah, if you, I think it's best if they find out your name eventually and that's probably the way to do it, let them overhear it. Okay, very good, Annabelle. Oh, thanks, I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah. Uh, if you have a social situation where you need to know uh, the correct behaviour, then please email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening to it. If you enjoy listening to us every week and you think, I'm going to give those guys some money, then uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift. If you've got a little bit of loose change knocking around every month that you'd like to uh, divert in our direction, we appreciate it hugely. And um, you'll get a title for doing so. And then there are various other rewards. Go to patreon.com stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music. As I mentioned last week, they have a new single. It's called A Capable Man. It's fantastic. They've got a new album coming soon. You need to check them out. Also, thanks to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident. As far as I'm aware, Emily has no forthcoming releases. Busy with other things. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers. And made our little lidents, Patrick Gunning and Iwana Babu, provided technical support. Kim Rainey. Good old Kim Rainey. I think we should send Kim a pencil. Oh, definitely. Let's send her six. Six of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, made our artwork. I mean, she was that good at making our artwork without pencils. Mm. I think what she could knock up with six new pencils. Oh, yeah. And uh, Carla Gowlett took the photos. Send us your story, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. And uh, finally, I know you think I'm going to say they're not Jurex, but it's all we have. But I'm not. Oh. I'm going to say... Limon fresco, perfecto. <laughs> Adrift. Adrift. Right, let's have a little podication. We have a little podication. Let's. Let's have a little podication. Just go into my email. And there it is. It's from Rob LaRosa who says... Good day from Sydney. Good day. Good day. Um, it's my partner, Morwenna's birthday, on the 20th of this month, and she's a fan of your podcast. Whoa. I, d- 
I don't know if there's like something slightly bewildered in that sentence, like he can't quite believe it. Well, I believe Rob listens too, but yeah, okay, okay. he's managed to convert his wife, maybe. So that's or his partner rather. So that's good. Or maybe Morwenna has converted him. Who, Who knows? knows? Well, let's read the rest of it. Maybe okay. more will be revealed. Maybe uh, it's one of the special in inverted commas birthdays. I'm guessing there's a zero involved somewhere then. Mm. Sarah's got a birthday with a zero on it coming up this year. Has she this yeah. year? Really? In May. Wow. What, what, got any big plans? Well, here's the thing. Like, So she she has said she wants a party. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Yeah, I really love parties. <laughs> I'm really excited. Right. Brilliant. But she doesn't want it to be a surprise party. Okay. And yet there still is some kind of implication that I will have to do the heavy lifting when it comes to the organising of the party. All of it, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, because who better to throw a party than Mr. Party himself? <laughs> and host it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited about this. Uh, and although I had grand plans of whisking her away somewhere amazing, I have instead ended up paying a large tax bill, mainly due to my own stupidity. So I'm trying every conceivable way to make the birthday as special as possible. And what better way than a podication? I don't think there is a better way than a podication. I can't think of one, so... Maybe that's what I'll do for Sarah's 40th. <laughs> Uh, I hope you can help out. I will also sign her up to Patreon so that she gets a title. As a dual UK-Australian citizen, I'm not sure if her title should be British or Australian. Do you do dual nationality titles? Oh, yes, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Quite sure. (laughs) Yeah, no no problem at all. Anyway, thanks for your consideration. She is the best part of my world, so I hope you can fit in a podication for me. We can. Cheers. Rob LaRosa. There we go. Happy birthday, Morwenna. Congratulations. Many happy returns. I hope you enjoy all the little little treats from Rob. And um, if you'd like a podcast, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.